of the fundamentals of our foundations, if you like, of our Christian faith. Uh, Paul, a couple of weeks back, looked at the, uh, the love of God. It was no ordinary love. It was an amazing uh, presentation on, on just how wonderful the love of God is for us. Jamie last week was talking about uh, how we are new creations. Uh, the old is gone, the new has come. And what an amazing thing that is for us. And today I want to talk about um, the fact that um, the fact that we receive God's love and new creations, we are being transformed day by day. So uh, the title of today is I am being transformed. Now transformation um, is, is part of life. Um, we see it all the time. Uh, as uh, Jamie mentioned right at the start, uh, some of the men went for a walk yesterday. And uh, uh, we had a lovely time. And uh, what, we, what we saw was some beautiful... Uh, and we went into Kent, and there's just some glorious colours in the autumn leaves. And you can see transformation taking place as summer moves to autumn, moves to winter, as the trees change colour and look absolutely glorious. And of course, in a few weeks' time, maybe even after the storm last night, a lot of those trees will now look very bare. Um, and that's a transformation that takes place. The other transformation that took place yesterday, uh, particularly, was that. Um, uh, there was, uh, we, we started out looking pristine and uh, clean and one chap who won't be named in particular was wearing some lovely white trousers and, uh, and the walk we went on was somewhat muddy and, um, and so at the end of the walk the trousers were somewhat transformed into something other than pure white but anyway that was, uh, that was uh, something we, we witnessed yesterday but, uh, but transformation takes place and perhaps uh, the, the way we see it most is in a, is in a child. Uh, when they're born, they're, they're, they're tiny and uh, helpless and they rely on, on the parents. And, uh, and bit by bit, as they are fed and, and they're nourished and they're, uh, they're cared for, they grow and they become strong. And uh, in that transformation that takes place as they grow into an adult, uh, there are, a lot of it is, is almost unseen. It happens over a long period of time. But every now and again, there are, there are major steps forward when, when they take their first step unaided. That's a major tr- change that takes place. Um, when they start speaking. Uh, and, and so there's transformation that takes place over a long period of time as they grow into maturity. And there's, there's, uh, in the midst of that, there are moments of great transformation. And that is true for the child of God. Uh, we get uh, made a new creation. And then the Bible talks about the fact that as we are a new creation, we go on being transformed into God's likeness. I just want to look at uh, uh, two or three verses on that. So the first one is 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Josh, do you have that? And it says there, and this is a, uh, hopefully a well-known verse, and we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And in Romans 8, 29, it says, For those God foreknew, he predestined, or he predecided, to be conformed to the likeness of his Son. Uh, and uh, the one I particularly like at the moment, 2 Corinthians four sixteen. Therefore we do not lose heart, Though outwardly we are wasting away, it's not obviously true of me, but I know some of you might feel that. Uh, 
Yet inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. That's wonderful, wonderful news for us. And, um, and so the Christian life, then, is that we get, we get new birth, we get born again, um, we are a new creation, and yet we, we are, as it were, like a, a, a newborn child. In God's wisdom, that's how he, he rebirths us. And so we have, as part of the Christian life, a transformation that takes place as we grow, as we become uh, children, toddlers, and then as we come on to maturity. And, uh, and what God says is that he is working in us all the time to bring that about. Uh, and uh, and what, what that maturity looks like is Jesus. We are being transformed into the likeness of his son. And that's just a wonderful, wonderful truth that is taking place. That, that God has, has birthed us and is forming in us Jesus, step by step. Sometimes it takes place suddenly. Sometimes there are moments when we have a revelation or something changes within us. And, uh, and it's like the first step of a child or the first, uh, um, first words that he speak. But more often, it is a gradual, bit-by-bit change that is taking place. And, uh, and one of those verses talks about being transformed as we contemplate, or as we think about, or as we encounter the glory of God. And, uh, and what I want to think about is, is the worship time we had this morning is where we do that, in particular. Now, we do that at our own times, and as we talk to God, but corporately together, when we are in the presence of God and we're in worship, we are contemplating the glory of God and we are being transformed. And I can tell you, as you have been here this morning, some transformation has taken place in your life because you have been contemplating the presence of God. You've been contemplating his glory and his presence. And the Bible clearly says that as we do that, we are transformed from one degree of glory to another. So what I want to say to you is, is, and it's an obvious one, really, don't miss the presence of God. Uh, and I'm going to talk a bit later about trials, but you know, sometimes when we go through difficulties, one of the things we want to do is we want to sort of hold back and, 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 we, and we sort of hide away because it's too difficult. Uh, but what I want to say to you is that the transformation that is taking place in us happens more, if you like, when we are in the presence of God. And so therefore the place to be is with God's people. The place to be in those times is here, or in a small group, or wherever, so that you can contemplate the Lord's glory in the midst of the difficulty and be transformed as, as, as you're doing that. And worship is just a wonderful opportunity to be transformed in the presence of God. And we are being made more and more like Jesus. Now, I want to just look at, think about that for a bit. Now, as a, as a child, um, uh, growing up in the church, you, you were taught that you were being transformed into uh, the like of Jesus, and, uh, but you got the very clear impression that that was to do with behaviour. Um, that as a child, uh, I didn't always behave well, uh, as a lot of children do. And therefore, the hope of uh, your parents and, 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 the, and the pastor of the church was that you'll be transformed so that your behaviour will improve. Now, undoubtedly, that's true. Uh, you know, we will reflect Jesus in his holiness 
and in his righteousness as we're transformed. So I don't, I don't want to say that's not right. It is true, you know, and actually our behaviour will change. But that's only a small part of what it means to be made in the image of Jesus. Because, you see, when you look at the life of Jesus, you see that he was a man that was overflowing with joy. He was anointed with joy above his fellows, the Bible tells us. Um, and so as we, the transformation that takes place is about also having something of the joy in our lives that Jesus had. Um, if you read through the Gospels and you see uh, events in Jesus' life, uh, one of them I was reading through the other day where he uh, got into a boat and just went to sleep. And there was a storm raging around them. The, the disciples were terrified and Jesus was just asleep. You see, he had so much peace in his heart, in his life. He was so confident in God that in the midst of a storm, he was just sleeping. Now, wouldn't that be wonderful that we were transformed into the likeness of, of Christ having such peace in our hearts, in the midst of what's going on around us? Uh, he was a man so full of hope. He, every situation he faced, and if you, if you were facing the disciples day after day, uh, and you faced their bickering, and you faced their lack of faith, and you faced their lack of, uh, of understanding, you would think, oh my word, what am I doing? But he never, ever doubted what was going to take place. Because he was so full of hope. He was a man that was absolutely convinced that God was at work, he was going to bring about his purposes, and so he was a man of hope. And so being transformed into Jesus is to be transformed and to have such hope in our hearts, for our circumstances and for those around us. Uh, and, and then, of course, when he, when he met, uh, you know, demon-possessed people or diseases or sicknesses, he was absolutely confident that he would pray and he would lay their hand on them and they would be healed. And so this is what it means to be transformed into the likeness of Jesus. Yes, it means becoming more like him in, in the way we behave. And in holiness and the way we speak, but it also means to have His hope and joy and uh, and love, um, and also uh, one of the things that Jesus knew greater than all of us, and, and something that we can aspire to, is that relationship He had with the Father. He had such a close relationship with the Father. He knew who he was. He knew he was a son, a com- and therefore the relationship with the Father, even though he was on earth. He, he was so close. And tr- being transformed into his likeness will be, mean that for us. That we would have a greater appreciation and understanding of the love of the Father for us. And the relationship between us and the Father. And so being transformed into the likeness of Christ is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And, it's, and, and, and I'm so glad that, that, that this is what uh, God put in the Bible. And, and the encouragement for us is that actually day by day... That's what's happening to me. As I'm in his presence, as I'm contemplating the Lord's glory, he is transforming me so that I will have greater hope. I'll have greater joy. I'll have greater peace. Yeah, my behaviour will change. uh, And and, and I'll have a greater relationship with the Father. And so this is the hope that is borne out in these verses. But as I said, transformation is a process. And sometimes 
the way God uses and does. It's in the presence of God, we talked about this and, and, you know, and worship, but actually he also uses other things. And he also uses difficulties and circumstances in our lives which are troubling. And trials uh, that take place. Now, I was uh, recently listening to a programme about apples. That's uh, what I do occasionally. Turn the radio on, and there we have a programme talking about apples. Um, I was driving in the car, so I was listening to this. Um, and it was interesting, because they were talking about um, uh, you know, different types of apples. And then, then they talked about how, uh, um, how the apples are affected by what's going on around them. And uh, a few years ago, they had a very bad apple crop. And, uh, and people put it down to a wet summer. Uh, the summer had been a bit wetter than normal, and um, the apples hadn't formed very well. Uh, but actually, the people who knew said, actually, that wasn't the reason. The reason that uh, the apples weren't very good this year is because the winter was too mild. Uh, and apple trees apparently need a cold winter. They need something that's, that's quite sharp, and they need a, a certain number of cold hours where they go into some sort of hibernation type of thing, where they slow down, where they have to retract, where they have to feel the cold to enable them the following year to be more fruitful. And I thought that's fascinating. That God has built into nature something that he built into our lives. But actually sometimes we need to feel that coldness of winter in our lives so that there's always a purpose, so that we are transformed into his likeness and become more fruitful. Now, for the apple tree, I have no idea what it feels. I haven't spoken to an apple tree recently. Um, but, of course, when it's cold, it's not comfortable. It's not, it's not easy. And, uh, and, 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 uh, and, you know, if you go outside and you're cold, what you want to do is you want to wrap up, you want to stop that cold coming in. Uh, another programme that we've been watching recently, of course, is the, the, the Great British Bake Off. That's finished now. It's a very sad time in our house because uh, every Wednesday we crowded round and, and watched this. Uh, uh, and of course, when you, there's a transformation that takes there, whenever you you know you put this sloppy mixture, uh, you know, Fiona knows all about this, but uh, you know, this sort of mix it all up and it's just sloppy. You put it in the oven and it transforms into a beautiful edible cake. Hopefully, edible. Mine don't always turn out edible, but no, that's. Uh, not the point. Um, but, it, you know, this mixture is changed into something wonderful that is looking lovely and you can eat. But, of course, it's in the heat and the fire of the oven that that transformation takes place. And, and so, so we have an analogy here where, where that sort of thing, God uses, God allows these things to happen in our lives so that something wonderful takes place within us. We are further transformed into the likeness of his son. Because God's intent for us is to become like his son. He is absolutely committed to this happening to you. So that you will have that hope. You will have that joy. You will have that peace. You will have that, that holiness. You will have that. He is going to committed to having that in you. And he will allow things to come along that will produce that in you. Uh, the heat of the oven or the cold of the winter will uh, will produce that in you. It's not easy. It's painful at times. And Paul, in 2 Corinthians 
4, verse 17, has this in mind. And, and he uses some interesting language. He says that, uh, for our light and momentary troubles. Paul, you don't know what you're talking about. But of course we do. Paul's light and momentary troubles were horrendous. Stuff that he went through. And yet he looked at that and he saw what was happening in his life. He saw that Jesus was being produced. And he just looked, he recognised them for what they were, is a process that he was going through. Because compared to what was happening, they were light and momentary. For these light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So he had in his mind, when he was going through these things, and his, his beatings and his shipwrecks and all the stuff that he went through, he knew that he was being transformed into the likeness of Christ. He knew that something amazing was taking place within him. And therefore, he, he, he was able to stand up under it, knowing there was a wonderful purpose taking place. And so God wants us to be confident that whatever we're going through, whatever difficulties are happening, God is producing something amazing in us. And, uh, and to have that hope and that, that expectation of good things to come, even in the midst of, of the difficulties. So I've talked about this, and it's a wonderful truth, but the question we then ask is, do I have a part to play in this? Is this something that's just taking place, and I'm just sitting back and doing whatever, I'm just living my life, and God's doing this? Well, to an extent that's true, but actually the Bible does clearly say we have a part to play. We don't transform ourselves, but actually we do cooperate with that transformation process. So in Philippians 2, verse 13, it says there, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So, so, so here we see Paul saying, actually, you've got something to do here. Continue to obey. Work out your salvation in fear and trembling. Because God's working in you. And so we have a part to play. Now, I'm not going to go into all the depths of that, that verse, because it would take far too long. Just what are those things that we can do? What are those things that help that transformation process to take place? Well, one of them I've talked about. Being in the presence of God. Making time to come. Now, it's a busy week coming up. I would encourage you to be there on Friday if you can. It's a wonderful time. I mean, it's not, it's not a much of an effort uh, when you're there. I just love those times of being in the presence of God. And you will be transformed during that time. Can I encourage those that struggle sometimes and... Perhaps because of the, the pressure they're under, think I need to hide away, I need to just protect myself. And to not do that, and to say actually in the midst of this storm, I'm going to be with God's people. Because that is where those things, and making that choice, making that, that decision, will bring benefits and will help that transformation process. I encourage you not to hide away. But there's also uh, other things that we can do. It says in Ephesians 4, 22-24, it says, Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and is corrupt through deceitful desires. Have you got this one? Um, uh, 
Uh, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So this verse is talking about how we as, as God's people in response to what God's done have some decisions, if you like, to make. Now, we, we haven't got time to go through all, these, all, all the verses that, that Paul talks about later on. Um, but he lists a whole load of things that as Christians, as people of God, we need to put off such that the, the life of Christ may be more and more evident in our lives. So he talks about things like uh, lying and stealing, coarse joking, selfishness, anger, bitterness, sexual immorality. All of these things will hinder our process of transformation. It won't stop it. And it won't send it backwards. That's a wonderful thing. The Bible talks about us going from glory to glory. We're already glorious. And we're going for even greater glory. And the wonderful thing about this transformation, uh, one meant to say earlier, is that actually it's progressive. The problem with the world's transformation is, uh, is that when we get to maturity, then we get a bit older and get older, there starts to be some decay coming in because that's the nature of life on earth. But the nature of the new creation that we are is that we go from strength to strength. We go from glory to glory. There's no decline, there's no decay. But there is a place where we can play a part to, to as it were, increase that. Now, if, if, if I can give a, a little picture. Um, if you think of a, uh, a caterpillar, I've used this illustration before, and it, it's going about doing its thing, uh, and then, then it forms a chrysalis around itself, and then during that process, and, and as it's in the chrysalis, it gets transformed into a butterfly. That's what it was born for. And what then happens is the butterfly has to break out of the chrysalis. The chrysalis is now no longer any use to it. If it stayed in the chrysalis, if it closed itself with the chrysalis, it will never function and form uh, and, and be the butterfly that it was created to be. And so it has to, and the nature of programs have shown this, it has to burrow out of it and shake off this chrysalis. Because if this chrysalis stays around it, it will never be exactly what it was meant to be. It's being transformed, but it's clothed with something that it shouldn't be clothed with. And so it shakes it off, spreads its wings, and becomes everything that it was intended to be. And so we, what, what Paul is getting at here is, is that we've got sort of the old life, the old chrysalis stuff that still hangs about us. And we need to shake it off. We need to get rid of it. We need to move it out such that the, the formation of Christ in us becomes more effective and more uh, rapid, if you like. And, and so Paul is saying, look, actually, we've got a part to play in this. So if you, if you live your life in a way that is not pleasing to God. If you live your life and you indulge in these things, in, in the things that Paul talks about, in, 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 in envy, in unforgiveness, in bitterness, in, in lying, in coarse joking, all those things, if you live your life like that, then you are clothing yourself in a way that is going to hinder that transformation process. And all that, that Christ is will be much less formed than it should be. And our maturity will be delayed. And, uh, and, so, and so what he's saying is, throw it off. Throw it off, put it off. So that you can receive that wonderful promise of the transformation that is available to you. 
And so we can play a part in that transformation process. He does the work, but we can cooperate with him and say, actually, Jesus, I want more of you in my life. And therefore, I'm going to say no to this from now on. And I'm going to embrace what you've got. I'm going to, I'm going to take hold of the opportunities that you give me to be in your presence. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, I'll take hold of the opportunity to, 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 to be in your word and receive something from you. And I'm going to put aside the stuff that has distracted me. I'm going to put aside stuff that I've tried to, to, to help, uh, you know, actually, but it's, it's dross. It's not good for me. The stuff that, that perhaps my friends are involved with and, 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 and I just get involved with it. And I, and I, or I'm going to put off this unhelpful or unhealthy relationship that I've got so that I can embrace more of what you are doing in my life. And so that was the decision Paul was encouraging uh, the, his hearers uh, uh, in Ephesians to make. Put off that which is hindering your uh, transformation in God. And embrace love and hope and thankfulness and forgiveness and truthfulness. And so we have a wonderful, wonderful hope that you are being transformed into the likeness of Christ. That's happening day by day. And, uh, and we can know the hope and the joy and the peace and the love that Jesus had in his life as he lived about. That can be yours as you allow this transformation process to take place. So I just want to pray. Uh, can we just bow our heads just uh, for a moment? I want to just, I've got two things I'd like to pray for. And the first one is, is that as you've heard this and you, you've got a desire in your heart to have Christ formed in you more and, and you want his peace and you want his love and you want that hope and you, uh, you, you want that transformation in you. But you know and God's even now pinpointing something that, that you have put on that needs to be put off. There's something in your life, something that's taken place, something that's happening, the way you live, the way you speak, the way you're behaving, whatever it might be, and God's saying, actually that, you need to put off. So that so that, that maturity that you long for will happen in a greater way, in a quicker way, in a, in a more real way in your life. So if that's you, just right now, before God, just say, God, I'm putting that off. I'm putting that off. I'm going to make a decision today to put that thing off. Because I want you more and more revealed in my life. Let that prayer just uh, come up to that, that resolution say, God, I'm going to put that off now. Because, God, I want you, Jesus. I want to see you. I want to reveal it. I'm, I'm going for something greater. I'm going for something better. Thank you, Jesus. And the other people I want to just pray for is those that you know are going, those are going through trials. I want to pray for you that you're, that you're struggling with, whether it be to do with 
situations at home, whether it's to do with health, whether it's to do with work situations, whether it's to do with uh, just uh, relationships, whatever it might be, that you're going through a top trial, you're feeling the heat of the oven, or you're feeling the cold of the winter, I just want to pray for you right now that, that you would continue to do what you know is right, to continue to be obedient as Paul talks about it, and that now, right now, hope would come that through this, wonderful transformation is taking place in your life. That actually you are being formed into the image of Christ just so different and so new and so wonderful compared to what it was. And that God is doing something amazing in you. So that you're going to emerge so much more fruitful. You're going to emerge so much more glorious. Because that's God's intent for you. So I want to just breathe hope into your heart in this. That you would have strength to do and continue to do what's the right thing in meeting with God's people, in honouring God in the way you live and having hope to know that actually wonderful things are taking place and wonderful things are going to emerge through this. Because nothing is wasted in God's economy. Nothing is wasted. He will do everything to perfect Christ in you. And everything will be used to perfect Christ in you. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, God, for your work in our lives. Thank you that you are so persistent. Thank you that you are uh, intent on forming Christ in every single one of us. And so, Lord God, we embrace that. We say thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for who you are. Thank you for what you're like. And, God, we say, Lord, we want to be more and more and more like you. And Lord, we just thank you for that work. And, and Lord, we just say, we, 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 uh, Lord, we embrace everything that that means for us. Lord Jesus, thank you. In the Holy Spirit, we just pray, continue, uh, continue with us, seal these things in our hearts, that we may just become more and more like Jesus in our lives. Thank you, Jesus.